Good morning, everybody, and welcome to WFNULP 94.1 FM St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio. This is the 945 show, and I am one of your co-hosts, Mike Rez. Bridge Sky is with us this morning. Good morning, Bridge. Morning, Mike. Oh, good. You're plugged in and it works. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have a great show for you today. We have uh, Thomas Aban in studio. Good morning, Thomas. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty well, thank you. Good. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, your most recent EP. Uh, we're going to talk about your music, where you're from, where you're going, where you've been, all that fun stuff. Uh, we're going to tell our listeners how to find your music online. Uh, but first, if you want more information on WFNU, go to WFNU.org, uh, and you can find out all sorts of information about the radio station. Uh, when your favorite show is being played, uh, you can check out how to donate to us as well. Um, and you can check out, there's a whole lot of good stuff going on there. We also have a uh, scholarship with Frogtown Tuned In going on for uh, high school seniors that are going into communications or first year, I think also first year undergrads as well. So check that out. That's WFNU.org. Um, and you can also download the WFNU app. It's free. It's available on Android and iOS. And you can take us anywhere you want. You can also hit the on-demand feature and you can pick your favorite show that's called the 945 show anytime you want and catch up on the last two weeks. And this show will be available pretty much instantaneously after this one is over. Um, and so you can do that whenever you want. And then if you want to get specific information on the 945 show, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also follow me at Mike Res Radio on Twitter and visit MikeResRadio.com. A brand new website that just launched uh, last month, and uh, check that out. I think I got everything, Bridge. Quality content. <laughs> it's like a and mouthful. There's a, new, there's a new show. There's a new podcast. Oh, please tell uh, us about it. Yes, it's about to be launched real soon, so definitely need some peoples. Um, are you an artist living or working in St. Paul? Do you want to promote your music, art, and creations on Frogtown Radio? WFNU is looking for St. Paul artists to be interviewed on Frogtown Radio to discuss their art on our new podcast, Creators Canvas. So if this sounds like you or your friend or anybody, a cousin, I don't care, anybody you know, please email Katie, K-A-T-E-Y, at frogtowntunedin.org. So I'm excited about this. I will be the interviewer. And, uh, Mike, I got everything ready to go. I just, I need peoples. Well, <laughs> I do have an interview lined up for Monday. Good. And I'm excited for that. I won't, you never know what's going to happen, so I won't reveal who that is. Okay. But as, as soon as the interview is done, I'm definitely going to be posting all over the place. But, yes, I need po poets or someone in theater or painters, any, I just, any form of art. I want to interview you. Awesome. When's that going to air? When, well, once you get uh, interviews recorded and everything? It's going to be awesome. It's going to be right after our show, Mike. Oh, that's great. Saturdays, 11. <laughs> so you have yeah, more of a reason to stick around afterwards. So you got our show and then your show and then the Unbougie Foodie at noon. So we've got quite a yeah. stacked lineup here on Saturday mornings. Right, right. Saturdays is going to be where it's at. Yeah. All right. So we have Thomas Saban in studio. Um, you're a singer, songwriter, producer, multi-instrumentalist you do it all you just had an ep that was released on january 28th called deep winter 
and it's available on a lot of platforms I saw, including Apple Music, Spotify, and then uh, Bridge and I, our favorite is Bandcamp, so I see that it's on Bandcamp. Um, So please, uh, everybody, welcome Thomas to the show. Welcome this morning. Thank Thank you you. for uh, coming in and braving the cold. So uh, it's not like it's freezing out there. I mean, nine degrees is nothing around here. No. So... um, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, just kind of intro, like a what would be your quick introduction to people that you normally do? Well, I think you did a great job. I mean, that's that pretty much sums me up. Uh, musician who makes music. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right now, did, I saw you're originally from Wales. Yes, that's what they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> what part of Wales, and when did you move to to Minnesota? Um, from Cardiff, which is the um, like the capital city. Okay. Uh, and I moved here, I think it's, gosh, it's got to be like 15 years ago now. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, so I've been, I'm, I'm quite American now. <laughs> Although I do, I can pick up on your accent mm-hmm. once in a while too. It's sure. like, a, it's like hit and miss. It's like, it comes and then it goes. It's mm-hmm. kind of pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had an accent like that. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> so uh, what was one of your favorite, or uh, first memories when you moved here? I think, it, I think it was the winter. It was it was cold. It was <laughs> <Yeah>. very cold. <laughs> it's a, a bit shocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, quite different uh, climate wise, you know. Right. So yeah, that was probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, since we're talking um, about the weather, you'll be doing the weather later on in the show. Um, are, they, are the winters? Do the winters get that cold in Wales? Oh no, no one, no. nowhere close. I I had never seen snow till I came here, you know. So oh really? See, yeah. I didn't. I always think that it's kind of similar. Uh, there I are guess. places. I mean, maybe up in like Scotland or whatever, or in the mountains they get snow, but no, nothing, not in the, not in the lower levels, not at sea level, you know. Oh sure, yeah. Is it warm or humid or? No, anything it's like that. Nothing. Cold and raining. Oh yeah, sure. Pretty okay. much all the time. So it's it's exactly what people say yeah it's pretty stereotypical yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's always like when you go to like england or something it's like oh is it raining yeah so and answer is usually yes <laughs> it's kind of like seattle yeah uh, sure here have you been to seattle uh yeah i have have you yeah it's pretty close to that when it rains yeah. Yeah. okay yeah. all right gotcha well now that we've discussed uh weather patterns <laughs> got, got that out of the way um when you moved here was there any do you remember any like adjusting to the culture or was it seamless or um, no, i'm still adjusting are you still yeah. <laughs> but uh, i think we all are yeah, yeah. um so you're uh, on Bandcamp. um you have three albums that are available um on there you have uh, this new one deep winter uh but you have a couple of more on there uh is it ambionic ambionic yeah. ambionic That's see i knew i was gonna Screw that up. So, Ambionic, uh, the Spiritualizer. Yeah, that's an ac- that one's an actual album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then your debut album was released in 2017, and that's Shake's Legacy. Is that available anywhere? Everywhere else. Yep. Okay. Yeah, everywhere you listen to music, just not Bandcamp. So. Okay. Is there a reason why that one's not? Is there like? Um, I don't some own dirt? it. Oh, yo, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be a good reason. I can't, I can't put it there. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So on that album, uh, in, on Shake's Legacy, you played everything um, on that one. Was that like all the instruments? Uh, everything apart from uh, strings, you know, like cello. Okay. Yeah, but I wrote the pots, so. Sure. Um, are you still 
recording all the pieces that are on that are on mm-hmm. your albums. Yep, recording and playing up. Yep. Uh, and do you uh, have you started to include any other musicians on your albums? No, I'd like to, but it's just uh, it's a lot quicker to do it yourself. You know? <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> How many different instruments do you play? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really. C- a few, I mean, enough to make the music, but I, I only really consider myself a guitar player and any kind of, that's the only thing I'm comfortable seeing I play. Okay. The rest is like, you know, do what you got to do to get the sound. Right. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. Is there one that you like playing more over the other? Um, I do like, I do like the bass. The bass is fun, you know. Okay. Bass and drums, but uh, yeah, a lot of times it's just more when I'm recording that I ever play those things, you know, it's not every day. So sure. You have a, a favorite of all those instruments. Um, well the guitar, I guess would be my favorite. It, it just, I guess by fact that it's the one I've played the most, you know, so I s- assume that must mean it's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Mike, I have a question. Yes. Okay. So last night I was on your, uh, our guest's Instagram couple things come to mind um do you have a photographer that does your work because they're really awesome um photographs of you and also yes very very talented mike so when we plan the 945 uh big festival show that we're going to be doing he's going to be frontlining he's going to be on it (laughs) seriously i wish i was there i got a little uh creepy fan groupie last night seriously Um. amazing Thank you. So who who does take your photos? Uh, it's it's a mix. Um, the ones I'm trying to think of the the ones you saw, but uh, there's a guy, uh, Mike Madison, um, who does them, um, or I'll take them myself, or you know, my wife will take them, that kind of thing. That you know, so it's just whatever um, is easiest. Yeah. Right. Are right, you listening to the 945 show on WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul? We are Frogtown Community Radio. Uh, is it uh, easy for you to to do all the creative, like come up with the ideas of all your creativity? Um, is music more easier for? I'm only asking like on the artistic side of the photos. Oh, on that stuff. Yeah. Uh, is it easier? Uh, yeah. Which one comes yeah. easier to you, like the the music part or like the other stuff oh, that has to, the other creative stuff that goes into being a musician? It's all I I don't know. It's all part of the same thing for me. You know, it's not like I do music now. I need to figure out, a you know, like a, a record cover or something like that. It's all kind of part of it, if that makes sense. Sure. It all kind of is the same thing. It seems like once the music is in a a good place all the other stuff is just kind of obvious you know what it should be how it should look sure how it should feel so so yeah i i suppose it's easy yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> do you have uh like separate notebooks like you have here's your here's my music and then here's the creative stuff that yeah, goes I with do. it yeah do you? i have like a yeah you know like a what would you call that like a i suppose just a visual notebook you know okay yeah collect ideas little films and things like that so yeah yeah and i saw that on on youtube you do have quite a few uh music videos Mm -hmm. um tell us a little bit about those what goes into uh making those music videos uh well usually just starts with 
an idea, you know, and then I, I'll plan it out. And then um, the bit that takes the longest is kind of coordinating everything, you know, like finding out, you know, how to shoot it, where to shoot it, you know, that that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, it's it's very similar to the music in that it's it's it starts with an, uh, you know, a, a spark of an idea, and then you just kind of follow it around and see where it goes, you know. Right. Now, you do... Um you direct those yourself, correct? Yeah. 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 Is uh, how many other people are working with you on those videos, or is it mainly like a one or Usually two? Usually one. Yeah. I okay. use I I don't like a lot of people. I don't think there should be a lot of people in creative stuff. You know, I think the less the better. And if, especially if you already have an idea of what you want to do, um, you know, if if you have a lot of people and they get excited about it, it's nice. But then everyone, that's also bad because they get excited and want to add a piece of their own thing and uh if it's not if the whole project's not about collaboration it's about uh serving the idea then that can be um it just takes up time you know sure trying to help everyone see what you're trying to do you know and get them on board so it's a lot easier if there's just one person that you trust um or know people sometimes you know (laughs) (laughs) and it's like a a blessing and a curse yeah yeah exactly it's a lot it's a lot more (laughs) In some ways, it's a lot more work, but then it's a lot less work in other ways, too. You right. Know? So, yeah. So, I have a question. Yep. Mm. So if you could right now collaborate on a couple songs, like who would be your dream folks to work with? Well, I mean, the, the, it's, it's interesting because, like, the people that would come to mind are people that I already like their music, so I don't know what I would be able to bring to it, you know? It's sort of, I don't know, I I think like Bjork or, there there are lots of people, but again, it's like, I feel like with collaboration, there's sort of this understanding that there's something for someone to bring to it. And if I like the musician or the artist, it's like, I already like it, so I don't see much I could contribute, you know? So I, I, I guess I don't think about those things that way in terms of I want to collaborate with that person. It's just more I just appreciate it, you know? Like when I see something I like, I don't think I want to stick my, my fingerprint on this thing too. I'm fine just mm-hmm. appreciating it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm, Mike, you want me to ask one of my um, podcast questions that I'm going to be asking my when I'm interviewing people? Yeah, go for it. Okay. What's your process for creating? Do you have to wait for the like idea for a song to come to you, or do you like time block? Like this is going to be my creative time. I'm going to sit down and, and do this. What's like your process for creating songs? It's uh, it's both end. I think you have to, if you want to get anything done, I think you have to. It's like fishing. You know, you you make sure you have good equipment. that you dressed appropriately to stay out there for a long time um that you have enough bait that you pick the right spot and then you have to be prepared though to just sit for a long time you know you can't you can control every well you can control you can only control yourself and then uh but you can't make the fish bite um but if you don't turn up or you're just kind of uh i don't know you wait for the the clouds to pot and the the you know, God's beam to come down and <laughs> give you something. I, I, I think that's a terrible approach. So yeah, it's, you can't force the, 
the inspiration, but you can turn up, you know, and I think that that in itself almost, I mean, you have to be ready for the inspiration, I suppose. It's not very mystical, I guess, is what I'm saying, you know. It's a, um, the process is a lot of, uh, yeah, probably just look like a lot of hard sitting. <laughs> <laughs> I've never Man, heard. That's a analogy. I love that. Yeah, I was going to say, I've never heard anyone compare it to fishing, but it makes a lot of sense when you say it. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't fish, but from what I can tell, it's <laughs> quite similar. Yeah, it's uh, it's exactly what you okay. <laughs> what you laid out there. So it's like, as you're saying, I'm like, wow, that's probably the most accurate description mm. that I've ever heard of well, that's good. what a musician goes through. So, because it's exactly what fishing is. It's getting your equipment, setting yourself up, and then it's out of your hands. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> Yep. You'll get a bite here or there, and mm -hmm. you just hope you set the hook fast enough and you can get and it in the boat. Yeah, hope it's a big one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're writing, do you do you ever have a feeling of uh, how a song's going to hit um, or resonate with people before you even record it, or um, do you not even think about that part? I don't. No, I don't. I think uh, I only think about what it needs to be. You know, sure. I think if you start thinking about uh, what other people will think about it or try and turn it into something for the sake of you trying to make it a particular way to elicit a certain response from, you know, quote unquote, an audience, um, I think I think you ruin it. You know, sure. it's kind of. But it, I, th I think naturally I'm not really like that anyway. So that hasn't been a big problem in terms of like not thinking about what other people will think of it or um, how I want it to hit people. I think it'll just hit them how it hits them. Sure. And it'll probably be a lot better if I think about what the song or whatever I'm working on needs to be um, or what needs to be done to it to make it the best that it can be. And then I think it's just, again, it's kind of out of my hands at that right. point when it's yeah. out. So when you, when you finish a, a work a song, how do you, for you, how do you know it's, done and when i say done i mean you're done messing with it yeah. i know a lot of musicians and artists never think their artwork is done yeah <laughs> but well that's when a, does it come yeah, to that's a, a common thing I, I i suppose it's a skill in itself you know at every stage you have yep. to know but it's similar like the same way you know you're done writing the lyrics you know i think that that pot probably a lot of people are comfortable with um and then you just have to learn why that is and then apply it to every other stage. Because usually if, you, if you're worried about whether it's done or not, it's probably because you, you lack confidence or maybe sometimes even skill in that particular area, you know. And the more you work at it, the more you just get a feel of when it's done. And, you know, that changes. It goes up and down depending on the song, how challenging it is. But it just kind of it, uh, is done when it's done. You know, when mm -hmm. it feels that when it is done, it's done. And it, but it's recognizing that. Right. Yeah. I think that's kind of probably the hardest part. Mm -hmm. It's is definitely one knowing, of yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> knowing when it's done. <laughs> yeah. And I think also you, you have to realize that it, for me anyway, I, I never see the, re the recordings as, uh, as the definitive version, you know, it's kind of, I, I, I make them that way, but then when I go to the, the, the stage with it or play live, it's, then I can do whatever I want with it. I can sure. change it. I can, I can 
do all the things that wouldn't have worked in the recording, I can now do that and I can expand on it. It, it has a whole different life, you know, when it's live. Right. Yeah. I, think... I saw you were at first Av. And I got to ask, like, do you enjoy performing live? Like, those are some crazy pictures. Yeah, I love I love um, performance. Again, it's like it, it's a it's a whole nother thing in itself, but it's also it's all part of the same thing. It's it's kind of where you get to give a different life to the to the music you've recorded because it's you actually have that um, that audience there, you know, and they're responding to you in real time to things you're doing. And there's just a different uh, electricity, you know, it changes. It's like a it's like a feedback loop. It They change what you're doing, but you're also changing what they're doing. It's, it's quite interesting. And now speaking of performances, you had uh, a scheduled performance at the Dakota in downtown Minneapolis on Thursday. But Mother Nature, unfortunately, had other plans. Mm, uh, yeah, for that show and a lot of other shows. Uh, it has not been rescheduled yet, though, correct? Correct. Yeah, so um, you were going to have Allie McIntosh with you? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Um, how did you get connected with uh, Allie McIntosh? I went into her Facebook page and saw she's also a multi-instrumentalist and has a pretty sweet voice as well. So how did uh, how did that connection come about? Uh, it was through the Dakota. It oh, okay. Was, um, yeah, it was through them. It was uh, one of the names suggested. So, and I liked her her stuff. So that's that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Is it typical of a venue to suggest a like an opening act? I've know. never it heard of for, that. It is for me. <laughs> <laughs> it is for me. I mean, I uh, the mu- <laughs> well, I mean, the musicians I like the most in the the Twin Cities uh, play with me. So it's not like right you know that i would have him open for me or something like that right right um so yeah i i again it's uh it's not really something i guess i I, i'm focused on my show so it doesn't really i i don't care if it the person opening for me is a a metal band or um i don't know spoken word interpretive dancer or something it, right I, or they show a movie beforehand it doesn't <laughs> you know I, yeah get butts in the seats yeah i and well yeah they're gonna I mean, see my show <laughs> not even that i mean it's just whoever's gonna come to see me is gonna come to see me sure you know there's not a whole lot i can control in that other than you know the standard type promotion so yeah i don't look at it like that like a whole figuring out the the best person who's gonna sell a few extra tickets or whatever it's just kind of I don't know. Just let those things happen. Worry about other things. Bigger right. fish, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you have any stories of like <clears throat> things gone wrong or um, just uh, just for live shows or working with other people? Any any funny stories or scary stories that come to mind? Um, well, I mean, I've been playing. I started playing out live when I was, uh, gosh, like. 14 or 15 so I got a lot of the the rookie stuff out of the way you know fairly early on um and obviously I didn't want to repeat that so I just I I guess I I learned a lot in those early days I'm trying to think of something uh I've never had like a huge disaster I suppose I had uh just regular stuff like strings breaking you know and not having strings that I brought but like breaking multiple strings, uh, no, nothing terrible has happened 
thankfully. <laughs> How do you improv when a string breaks or multiple strings? And you, uh, <laughs> you don't have anything to replace it with. <laughs> you, um, you find a way. <laughs> you, know? you have to. You can't really stop. Right. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Broke some strings, everybody. Thanks yep, for coming. Yep, yep. <laughs> Catch me at the Dakota. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to. I don't know. It's like it's like a performance is like a like a being an athlete. I think you know you have to train and and but not just practice or whatever. You have to also train to play live. Meaning you have to be able to roll with the technical difficulties. Like you need to know how to play when the mo- you can't hear yourself. You know you need to know how to do that. You need to know how to you know move about the stage without pulling out cables and <laughs> knocking over stuff like it's all part of it you know so yeah yeah that stage presence yeah I guess, I guess so yeah it's probably why a lot a lot of musicians sit in a chair sure. and play yeah maybe that's it. yeah that's that could be it yeah well yeah and the one picture that i was looking at on on instagram at uh, first half you're like jumping six feet in the air yeah <laughs> well yeah you know Gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> For the people, right? Yeah. Yeah. I always try and break how high I can jump the record, you know. Uh, when how uh how young were you when you started playing music? Uh, or probably, started to. Yeah, probably like ten, something like that, and then maybe maybe by twelve or thirteen uh knew it was something i should do properly you know that so i would say like around that age is when i started trying to um trying to develop as a as a musician you know right when uh or what um musicians were you listening to at a young age that kind of inspired you to go down that path or, or what were you listening to a lot of as as a young child um the first one, first real one that got me was Elvis. Um, I used to listen to that. Rec- uh, there was a, I think it was Elvis Gold, Gold Number Ones or something like that. But it was like a compilation, and that was probably the first uh, thing I really connected with. You know, I'd listen to that all the time and um, every night before I went to bed. But then from there, it was very, very sort of classic stuff jazz and and you know a lot of the the greats yeah all right the time is now 10 13 a.m on saturday february 25th you are listening to the 945 show on frogtown community radio uh, our guest this morning is thomas Aban. we're talking about uh his music right now he's got a uh, new ep out uh called deep winter and we're going to listen to a few tracks here um, in just um, a little bit, uh, tell us uh, where can our <clears throat> excuse me where can our listeners uh, find you online? Uh, Instagram, all those all those uh, necessary evils. Uh, Thomas, <laughs> Thomasaban.com and I think and everywhere you listen to music. That's probably the most important one where my music is. Yeah, everywhere you listen to music. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's the important thing yeah, to get out. Everywhere music is exploited. Yeah, and uh, we we highly suggest Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. And the reason behind that, which I think our listeners are 
know why we do that because that's the one that i think is the most fair towards musicians yeah well it at least yeah pays the most pays the most when yeah. they pay you <laughs> for it yeah yeah so uh and then Bandcamp fridays are a good thing that's when the days when all the money goes to the artist so uh if you can fill out your wish list and wait mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and I wish, list, wish list is huge unload that yeah <laughs> budget. i got a budget and uh, I see they uh, they just added playlists now too, so yeah. now you can make okay. a playlist. Like, I wasn't aware of that. Uh, yeah, like the other streaming services. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's uh, cool. going to be something that I'm going to start doing. You sh- my I was just showing um, our guest last week, Shane Belmonte, about uh, my Bandcamp collection, and I was like, holy crap! There's a lot of I got a lot of music on this thing. <laughs> and then they announced that they're making playlists, so I was like, well, that's a good thing. So, well, Mike, you want to hear something silly? Yeah. Um, so I'm putting together a playlist on Bandcamp, and it's going to be for our 945 show festival thing. Wink, wink, Thomas, you're on there. <laughs> so Bridge is uh, planning a festival we don't have any date or venue for yet. So. Okay. <laughs> We're getting there, though. We're yeah. getting there. Sounds so. like it. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'd love to have you. All right. <laughs> in a, yeah. We'll do it in the summer, though. Okay. Yeah. yeah thankfully. So, or uh, fallish, yeah. somewhere around there. So can't be canceled. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, just the flood or yeah, something oh, comes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it won't be, won't be snow or cold related. So well, that's nice. That's good to hear. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's listen to uh, three of your tracks um, off of your new EP. Um, we're gonna hear "Winter," uh, "Getting Over Me," and "Truly Loved You." Um, and then when we get back, uh, we'll have you tell us a little bit um, about each song. Um, and then we're going to have you do the weather. Sounds good. Have you been practicing the weather? <laughs> I always, yes. Every morning. <laughs> I knew it. I just knew it. I, I had that sense about you that <laughs> once I, you came in, you were going to be ready to go. Just waiting for my uh, laptop here to switch back over to our uh, music player. Laptops, I tell you. Oh, oh, almost had it there. Well, and Mike, I don't have a snowplow, so, and everybody's been sick at my house, so guess what? I'm in shape. <laughs> I'm, I got muscles. I've been <laughs> shoveling, seriously, consistently the last few days. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, everybody kind of has now. All right, we got things rolling here. So Real he, quick before you play, yeah. I've, I, uh, I, I realize I, I didn't quite say the whole truth in uh there is another musician on this on this ep on truly loved you uh ethan yeshaya plays uh double bass double bass yeah stringed double bass yeah the old bowed double bass oh i'm gonna I've never heard of that but i'm gonna look that up all right so here's winter uh from our in-studio guest thomas Aban.
Since setting your joker free 
That was Truly Loved You by our in-studio guest, Thomas Aban. Uh, and before that, we heard Getting Over Me and then Winter off of the new EP release, Deep Winter, which is available uh, anywhere you get your music. There's some sweet tunes, man. No, thank you very much. Uh, amazing. Yes, amazing. Thank you. I have a question, Mike. Yeah. Okay. So your songs now, are they based on real life people, places, or things? experiences uh they can be for sure um i don't uh 
again, like I don't sit down and, and say, this is what this will be, you know, so it can, it can end up being all kinds of things. Um, you know, it can be, yeah, it can be anything. Uh, yeah, I don't know how else to say that. Okay, so I was listening to those songs last night. I got to tell you, I'm curious what they're really about, because in my head, in my <laughs> first time listening to them, you know, I went to my whole other dream world of what that song songs mean to me. So I'm curious what those songs were really about. Well, I think that 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 is what they're really about. You know, it's it's what it means to whoever is listening to it. I think that really is truly what what it is. I mean, that that is the only um reality that exists is each individual person's interpretation of it you know well i started painting again because of you and your songs oh, wow. <laughs> i don't know why so no see pressure thomas <laughs> i want to know what you painted you're gonna have to post some pictures of yeah. what these thomas Aban inspired <laughs> paintings are <laughs> Okay, I will warn you. It might not be at all what other people visualize. Well, that's good. You just call it abstract art bridge. And, there you go. And yeah. you're covered no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. I just oh, it's abstract. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So you wouldn't you wouldn't get it. <laughs> it's not meant for you. Right. Yeah. It's meant for somebody. It's like when you duct tape a banana to a wall. Sure. You know, yeah. Exactly. Put that in an art gallery. Yeah. If that can be art, anything can be art. Exactly. So. Everything is, you know. Yep. All right. You're listening to the 945 show on Frogtown Community Radio. The time is now 1028 in Frogtown. It is 1128 in New York, 428 in London, and 128 a.m. in Tokyo. It's already Sunday morning on that part of the world. So, And it's uh, 1228 in San Juan, just in case anyone was curious and where I vacationed a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> Missed it by one week, Bridge. One week. <laughs> that's all right um yeah so like i said your uh new ep is available uh everywhere um getting over me uh of those three tracks is my favorite one that one sounds like you your voice is the strongest in that one to me thank you so um but uh tell us a little bit about uh each one uh let's start with winter um what was kind of what were you feeling when you were writing that one or what was kind of happening? Uh, gosh. Um, I, I, well, I don't know. I was, I was, uh, again, I was, I was just sitting, you know, I wasn't, mm -hmm. um, I, I caught the fish and, <laughs> uh, it was, it was a, a fish I wanted to take home, I guess. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, so I, I, uh, I, I usually am in a sort of neutral place you know, uh, feeling wise anyway, I think, and it's, it's such a, it's such a different, uh, part of the process. Um, by the time I'm kind of recording it, I'm, I'm feeling it out in, in a sort of a different headspace, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I would imagine that I was, well, I was going, I suppose what it turned out was what I envisioned, I guess. So, that, yeah. so Yeah. To me, what what I think uh, with with your style and the way you come up with things, so like we interview a lot of artists that have something happen to them, mm -hmm. and good, bad, mm -hmm. negative, positive, and that's what they draw their inspiration from. But it sounds like with you, it's just getting in that m 
feeling that moment, but getting in that headspace of creativity. It's not really something that has to have happened to you, but it's what comes to you, and that's that's how you create. Well, I, some I of think the music. it's it, I think it's just it's more so just being open to everything that's happened to you, but it shows itself up in in different different uh, different masks, you know. Sure. So it's it's not um, those things are never like the, the the subconscious is is you know is not linear and it's not black and white and it's not really a, a language based thing you know the, the way dreams can be you know you can say this is what happened in a dream but it's not necessarily doesn't mean that's what the dream means to you sure. you know and it's mm-hmm. um it's just how it represents itself so it's it it, it is a i guess in a way it, you can't help but um and uh for one of a better term like inspired by the good and the bad that's happened to you but it's just about letting it come up the way it wants to come up sure instead of trying to um set patterns and language to something that isn't best explained with those things you know right more of a subconscious instead of a force i suppose so yeah, yeah. for one of, again using language to describe something right that's yeah hard to describe, <laughs> right but, yeah. yeah and i think yeah. that's that's kind of how we are as humans though too Mm -hmm. i mean you can't really you have to have a label to something to explain it Mm because it to me and i'm getting better at it but i'm not there yet you know just accepting well sometimes you just can't explain it so that's Mm -hmm. just the way it has to be you know so because i know like 10 years ago if somebody were to explain like that to me i would have been like no 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 come on like we we have to nail this down yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. have to put a label on it we have to do something to it and now it's just it sometimes you just can't yeah i think it can ruin it for other people too um, right when you say what like i think what i quote unquote think it's about is at the exact same level as someone who didn't make it what they think about it i think i see those things as just completely equal Sure. You know, my just because I made it doesn't make my if I was to try and interpret it, it, it doesn't make that any more um, valuable right. or even true. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And just just like art, like we were just talking about with Bridges paintings. I mean, art is exactly. subjective, and art means mm-hmm. different things to different people. Mm-hmm. So. Well, yes. So I'm really glad that you said that because there's a lot of you know artists or songs or even albums that I really connected with, and then once I did the research and found out what they really, the song was really about. It like crushed my soul. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I think you're tapping into the universe. Like I've, I don't know about you, Mike, but I've been binge watching uh, because I've been kind of isolated, shoveling and watching (laughs) Gaia. I don't know. It's a great channel and they really tap into all kinds of things, but the universe and, um, meditating and they have even yoga stuff but what i like is i've been meditating and a lot of the stuff that comes to me is like colors and feelings like energies so i felt like i don't know i felt really inspired last night from your music and i i feel like maybe i was on your same uh subconscious astral plane or something yeah, very possibly yeah. <laughs> all right so we're gonna we're getting to that point of the show it, one of the best segments that uh, we have here that we, uh, <laughs> I guess for the lack of a better word, we force our guests to do it because <laughs> we put them on the spot. So, <laughs> all right. So we're going to about to do the weather here, but first we have to introduce it. 
is now time for the WFNULP Out the Window Weather Report. Yeah, it's pretty fancy, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, this, this goes hot. Yeah, so uh, for those who don't know, uh, what we do is we're going to have uh, Thomas look out the window, our beautiful picture window here from the 10th story of the Radisson Hotel by the Sears, old Sears building, and uh, he's going to tell you what he sees weather-wise. All right, Thomas, the floor is yours. Um, well, deep white snow and... Uh, very clear skies which actually show the pollution surprisingly well i'm realizing from this high up so yeah clear skies lots of pollution breathe it in (laughs) (laughs) i uh i can honestly say that uh was probably not the weather report i was expecting because i didn't even didn't even think about that part but yes you can see that out there it's amazing it's right there on the horizon let's go ahead and look out there um, I don't have the weather pulled up here right, right in front of me, so I'm going to give my best uh, what the weather is going to be like from what I remember seeing the other day. Um, so right now it is, uh, like Thomas said, it is clear out there. Blue skies everywhere, not a cloud in the sky. Uh, still lots of snow, people digging out from this past week's uh, winter storm. Uh, when I came in, it was 9 degrees. I think we're going to go somewhere in the 20s today. And then I know the next few days we are going to be in the low to mid-30s. I did see that the sun angle has uh, changed since uh, the beginning of winter. So we are now melting snow from the middle of the day for a few hours. Today it looks like a high of 25 degrees, Mike. Oh, there you go. 25 degrees. We're going to, and the snow will be melting, which is uh, amazing. So, um, one of my memories that came up on Facebook was that I said only in February can it be 15 degrees and the snow on your roof is melting. So, uh, the... like I have the week in front of me. Do you want it? Yeah, give it to us. Okay, so it looks like unfortunately there's going to be some more snow. 90% chance Monday. Come Monday, we got rain and snow. Tuesday, but 37 degrees and then 37 degrees um, again Tuesday. Ooh, cloudy and then only 24% chance of rain snow then we wednesday's 30 thursday's 27 friday's 32 saturday's 35 so we're going to be getting back up there but again looks like monday is going to be snow and rain 90 percent chance but 37 degrees oh there you go so we'll have uh 16 inches of snow followed by rain and snow (laughs) (laughs) just just in time to put some ice on the roads (laughs) yeah Yeah, this is the time of year where that's uh that uh, happens and we're just not uh quite ready for it so um let's get back to talking to our guest thomas abon he is here in studio uh the new release uh deep winter is out it's an ep it's available everywhere you get your music um i wanted to ask you that when i was watching some of your videos on youtube last night i saw you had a an instrument on there that kind of looked like a guitar but it also had some buttons on it mm. Uh, but I saw strings. What was I looking at? Uh, it is a guitar. It just has uh, um, a, dr- a drum machine stuck on it. Um, so yeah, I play. So I can play both at the same time. Nice. Yeah. Is that uh, something you came up with and built, or is that something yeah. that's okay? Yep. yep. It was. Nice. Yeah. Do you? Uh, 
make a lot of your instruments or find ways no. to make different uh, sounds like Jack White kind of does with whatever he's got laying around like he'll make a sound out of a pencil and a rubber band <laughs> or something <laughs> um no not not really I mean it's it's usually that kind of stuff is usually um practically motivated uh back when I was playing more acoustic um music I used to kind of use the body of the acoustic as a as a drum and that was because I didn't have a band, so I thought that would be a lot more interesting than, you know, strumming a guitar for an hour. Uh, and then uh, that guitar broke. I didn't want to buy another one. So then I, I figured, well, the electric guitar is a lot, you know, more a lot more of a powerful instrument. Um, stick a drum machine on it. And right. See. <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, it gets attention, that's for sure. It grabs people's so. attention because that was the first thing I saw. I was like, wait a minute, I got to ask about that because yeah. I don't know what that is. It kind of looks like a, like you said, a, like a drum pad, and, mm-hmm. you know, but it's got strings. So I was like, yeah, this yeah. Is, <laughs> it's yeah. quite interesting what's going on here. So they, that um, using the acoustic guitar as drums, that's it's like a Scottish. They do a lot of that, like the sea shanty. Yeah, I type suppose so. Also, a lot of um, like African uh, guitar players do that. I've, sure. I've noticed, and then also probably the most prevalent use of it is uh, like flamenco guitar players oh, mess around sure. with that a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but it's kind of its own style now. Uh, the whole finger tapping and banging at the same time. It's a, it's a little, little bit too much of a, a gimmick for me now. You okay. Know, kind yeah. of moved away from that, but sure. Yeah. Well, if you move back to it, you'll you'll catch it on the back end yeah. where it becomes a thing again. You know? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wow, you don't see that much anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas is ahead of his time yeah. again. <laughs> when you perform, uh, what is your uh, stage layout? Is it you and some other musicians, or is it yeah. you and right right now it's um it's me, uh, my my drummer, uh, La Buckner. Uh, my percussion player, uh, Jamani Buckner, and then my bass player, Ethan Yashaya, and then obviously me. Um, and then it usually, I usually, if the show is, you know, time allows, it's, um, I'll do a solo set somewhere in there too. Sure. So kind of mix it up. Yeah. And where do you get What's connect? Like- oh, go ahead, Bridge. Oh, I just wanted to ask, like, what's like, do you have a song that's like your favorite song to perform? And then just to uh, go on that question as well, is there's like a, few songs that you always have on your playlist that you perform well favorite song uh that's a good question uh no uh honestly no not a not a favorite one at least not in that kind of way that i would think about it uh there's there's the it's just kind of like the right song for that moment um the 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 sets are usually very fluid and improvisational um i don't play the same show twice so you know not the same song orders or the songs the same way i like to really mold it to the you know customize it for each show um and what i'm wanting to do it within that show um but there there are a few that probably i play more than others there's a song called echo which is which i like a lot um, doing live just because I can, there's lots of opportunities to kind of, um, expand out. And I, uh, I like those opportunities, you know? Nice. 
What? Uh, how did you get connected with uh, the musicians that play with you? Oh man, uh, how did I? Well, I met the drummer, L.A. Buckner. Let's see, quite a while ago now. Fig- forget where, but I met him, uh, and he knew the rest of them. So like okay. it was kind of a process of him showing me different musicians and then me, you know, figuring out who I, who I liked. So, yeah. Yeah. Is it hard to, uh, when it's your music to bring other people in, especially like if you do like the different sets, um, all the time, is it hard to, to rehearse that or, um, or how does rehearsal look if, if you don't really have like a set set list? It's, uh, it's practicing communication a lot too. It's the, the, they're all, you know, great musicians. So it's not so much them needing to learn pots. It's, it's learning to watch me and watch my, um, my conducting basically, you know, being, being locked in on what I'm doing, um, what everyone else, what we're doing. It's, it's a lot more of that in rehearsal, getting comfortable, um, following what I'm doing and, you know, getting out of sticky situations. Sure. That's mostly what the rehearsals do, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, do you have any other shows planned right now? Nothing, nothing, uh, concrete, but there will be some things coming up in March. So stay tuned. Ooh, mystery. (laughs) I have one more question. So who are you listening to right now? Who's on your playlist on your downtime? Who do you listen to? Um, I've been listening to a lot of Roncada. That's probably the most that and uh Charles Mingus is probably the, the two that I'm listening to the most at the moment. Do you have a favorite song of either one of them? Uh well I really like uh Black Saint and the Cine Lady. That's a that's an album by uh Charles Mingus, which is kind of uh I suppose almost like a like an opus, you know, it all the songs flow into each other. It's an sure. it's a complete piece. So that's probably the one I've been digging into the most. All yeah. right. Cool. What do you do when you're not so if you're not listening to music, you're not making music, what are some of your other hobbies or some of the other things you're doing? Uh sleeping and eating. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well you brought up food. That's another thing we like to talk about, mainly because it makes bridge hungry. Okay. And yeah. it's kind of oh, a mean yeah. thing that I like to do is we just okay, we'll just talk about food now and make mm-hmm. bridge really hungry. Um what are some of you do you make you bake make your own food or do you do a lot of ordering? How does that work? Um yeah, make my own food. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever's around. Is there like a, a certain meal? What's your go to meal that you make? That I make. Um just like eggs and rice it's something, easy right? something easy yeah yeah if i mean if i'm making it it's it's got to be quick and it's got to fill me up so i can get back to whatever i'm doing you know? get back to fishing <laughs> sure yeah exactly yeah what'd you have for dinner last night i, I gotta share mine so i'm last asking night. you what'd you uh, have for dinner last night i had curry oh yum yeah I made stuffed mushrooms, vegan style. Very nice. Stuffed I mushrooms. I got pictures and everything. I was bragging to all my friends. See, I can cook what I want to. <laughs> I what, can make vegan good. <laughs> what do you put in stuffed mushrooms? Oh, so now every... I'm so surprised because now there is a lot of vegan options. So I used like a vegan sour cream and then I added like a guacamole and then I added some pepper, um, lemon pepper with a sauteed onions. I just... I, I love onions. 
but I stuffed them in the mushrooms and it was fantastic. It sounds okay. No, just kidding. <laughs> hey, now. You know me, Bridge. I'm like, stuffed mushrooms. It's got to be like some sausage or something mm. in there. <laughs> I'll send you a picture. All right, yeah, send me that picture. So um, I do have to ask, so you've got spider webs coming. Spider webs, I like that. Yeah. Uh, out of the bottom of your eye. Is that a permanent tattoo? No. Okay. No, not yet. Oh. Ooh. We'll see when I try and take it off if, <laughs> if it's permanent or not. If I use the right pen. Right, yeah. I was just wondering. I was like, that would be very painful, it yeah, looks like. But I some people like to uh, like to get the face tattoos, yeah. and I'm not here to judge because I love tattoos myself. Yeah, so. I haven't reached that point in my life yet. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, at 45, you start getting some, and then you just don't stop because that's your midlife crisis because mm-hmm. it's cheaper than a Corvette. Sure, yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot less maintenance, too. Uh, yeah, actually, it is. After the first week, it's pretty much done, and then you're w- ready to get your next one. Mm-hmm. So then you just got to kind of pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us again where we can find you um, on the Internet. Uh, ThomasAvon.com, uh, Instagram, just at my name, you know, all those all those uh, uh, necessary evil places, uh, SoundCloud, Apple Music, all the places music is exploited <laughs> do you have a, a favorite social media no i hate them all <laughs> equally yeah is that uh the worst part of being a musician is keeping up on all of that well yeah i mean it doesn't even feel like you're being a musician you know you gotta you gotta just like you know content that that would content is not odd you know it's something you do to something it's a it's something you have to do to promote the art so the less of it i can do the better and um i have very uh a very definitive bold line in the sand that i won't cross you know to promote <laughs> things so um i'm probably not it's probably not uh great for me or it's i'm probably not great for it i should say oh there you go i like that <laughs> say it that way that's what yeah. to tell people all the yeah. time. i'm just not great for it yeah exactly so, <laughs> so do you have a, a team behind you that does it i know you've got no. some people out you know doing like some promotions and stuff yeah, for you but well krista um Valinsky's, uh she does uh the, the um publicity um mm-hmm. but in terms of uh, social media no no, no it's all none you. of that kind of yeah. no that'd be a a terrible team <laughs> and then you take care of your your website yourself too yeah just do you know again it's quicker easier cheaper right yeah it's actually like uh the one thing that i don't think will ever go away is like websites because you still need a, a website and even yeah. when you go to like social media they say well what's your website mm-hmm. so we can put the link in there mm-hmm. so you know websites aren't going away not anytime soon so but i think it's well, just... just tap in oh sorry no go ahead just tap into your fan base. Seriously, if you put out a little video and just say, hey, if you enjoy my music fans, go ahead and share it or send it. I'm telling you, uh, I would. I'm serious. <laughs> tell, me, tell me what you want me to do and just let your fans uh, do some promoting for you. Wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I suppose so. It spreads quickly. But then you've got to make content, content. to do that. Uh, <laughs> I would. Yeah, a little, little five, you know, <laughs> yeah. a couple-minute video. But the fans would feel like, oh, my God, he made this video. He's talking to me. Okay, yeah. whatever you want. <laughs> it's like a, a trick they teach you in radio school, too. It's like when you talk, make you know, make it sound like you're talking to just one person. Yeah, okay. So just 
you say the word you mm-hmm. and hi there, mm-hmm. you know, and just not like, don't try to say all of you. Sure. You know, yeah. just make it sound like you're talking, like, like you're talking to the camera. Pretend that's a person. Gotcha. Yeah. So we'll make it more yeah, personal. Yeah, just share that love. Like, I appreciate you. And well, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I'm feeling giddy here. But yeah, I feel like you're talking to me. Okay. So there you go. You know what? Bridge and I can be your uh, content coaches. All right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Might have a lot of work ahead of you. I don't know if you right. want that job. <laughs> yeah, Bridge will come up with the ideas and I'll edit everything. All right. That'll be great. So be a lot of fun. Everyone will be like, wow. It won't be fun, trust me. <laughs> Thomas is really getting out there now. <laughs> Look at all this content. <laughs> and now he's on TikTok, yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do you ever check out TikTok or any of those other? I've posted, like, what I would have posted or what I have posted to Instagram on there a few times. But, man, that, no. <laughs> no. That's a different beast. It's a different beast. I mean, it's. I'm sure it's. it's very useful. But again, are you I'm sure? Not, no. Well, it's useful for some people that do certain types of things, but right. for me, I just I need to focus on different fish. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. Because uh, I got to tell you, when you know the word content, um, that is TikTok to a T. That's just people making stuff to make stuff. Yeah. Sure. And even TikTok will just come out and tell you, "Listen, you want to get noticed? You have to make." Three to four videos a day, yeah. every day, and then yeah, that's so, will so, put you out there. Yeah, social media is like the garbage floating down the river that you're trying not to get your <laughs> fishing stuff uh, tangled up in. Yeah, are you sure you're describing social media and not just Twitter? Um, well, I'd, well, it's all the same to me. <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you, if if you're gonna like rank them as far as like what you know, garbage to no garbage, mm-hmm. Twitter's number one. Okay, and then. TikTok is busy, so that's okay. kind of garbage. Mm-hmm. And then you got Facebook, and then Instagram is probably the most less garbagey, just because gotcha. it's just pictures, mm-hmm. you know, and some um, videos. Videos, yep. but it's not bogged down with nonsense. Sure. Well, maybe I'm just not in the right type of yeah. Instagram feeds, <laughs> but a lot of my stuff is like music mm-hmm. <laughs> and art. <laughs> so well, what that's it is, not so, so bad. Yeah, so. Because it's I you follow I follow a lot of indie artists from here and from around the world, mm-hmm. so I see all of their stuff. And then um, on the art page, it's just all art and resin pouring and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So kind of I guess what uh, just kind of whatever you 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 let Instagram feed to you mm-hmm. in that regards. Yeah. So it's not like like Twitter; it'll force things that people you follow like and follow. And it's like I didn't sure. if I wanted to see that, I'd follow that person don't need yep. to see that yeah block <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a lot of blocking and muting going on in that so uh do you have any other plans for any other albums or do you have music that uh is ready to go and recorded or that you're about to record um have another ep planned and then uh probably at some point this year do an album another, okay another album so yeah not no no locked in dates or anything like that. sure yeah, yeah. Kind of a to be determined as mm-hmm. how, how busy you get exactly. not making content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you decide uh, when when you're going to do an EP versus an album? I mean, I mean, yeah, simply, but just when it when I feel like it. Uh, I mean, there's some there's some thought in terms of how how uh, short of a time it is between the last thing I released. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about the only constraint there really is on it right now 
you know, you want to give some things time to breathe. You don't want to just kind of put everything out at once. But yeah, that's it's when it's ready. You know. Yeah. Sure. What? Uh, how do you feel about the approach of? Um, and we're we're this way now because Spotify and Apple Music are kind of forced this on musicians. But like the singles release, like here's a single, here's a single, here's a single. Not really putting albums or EPs out much anymore, but a lot of single releases here and there. I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's, I think that's fine. Um, I haven't put out too many singles, but I think that's just because I usually am always thinking about a thing as a project and it's usually, I just don't plan it out like that. But I think singles are cool, especially if it's something that's very contained, doesn't belong really on any kind of project. Um, it's definitely something I'd want to do more of, but I think for the, just kind of for the sake of promotion, it's not really the way I would go about it. Right. Yeah. I guess you don't have to put too much into the promotion. Like for an album or an EP, you're, it feels yeah. like you have to do some, a lot of it, but yeah. you know, where single single stakes. Right. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything that you, any music that you created before a long time ago that you listen to now and you're like, yikes. Um, I don't, I mean, yes, I have lots of things that I haven't put out from a long time ago. Um, but I don't think, I don't think yikes, but I think, uh, I can just look at it as like someone else made it. Cause that's kind of how it feels. You know, I can just kind of, I mean, I don't listen to it, but if I was, I'm sure it would, if I were to, I, I, I would, sh I'm sure I would, uh, just be able to kind of look at it like a uh, like a, a diary or something like that because I've recently seen artists that are re-releasing stuff and it's from years ago but they've like tuned it up or something oh, and I okay. think it's kind of cool to see where they came from and where they're at now and then what they do with it today is kind of cool mm -hmm. yeah I would definitely at some point release some of that stuff because I think it's kind of interesting but all right. Well, the time is now 10.56, and it's time for us to go. So, Thomas, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Bridge, Amazing. thanks for yes. joining. Everybody no who's listening, or you, just you who's listening, thanks for listening to the 945 Show on Frogtown Community Radio. We will be back next week. Have a good Saturday, everyone. <laughs>